Hey, fuck boys and girls. Whoa, man! Welcome back to a special episode of Manpaw. Um, I think our older brother Junior is going to kick this one off by explaining what's going on today. Yeah, so Manfalkers, about a year ago, um, we decided to start a podcast, a movie podcast. So that made us movie critics, and this is our rite of passage. We're doing an Oscar special, the Manfall Oscar special. Uh, we'll be reviewing five movies, two of them, two episodes of two new movies, one a redux of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which we already recorded last year, but that's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. And today's special episode is uh, we'll be talking about All Quiet on the Western Front and the Banshees of Inishirin. Well, let's kick it off. What do you guys think initially about doing this special? And um, I mean, first off, uh, there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> oh, yes, so. yes. Oh, yeah. good, good so call. I highly recommend you, you, you know, if you haven't seen these movies and you want to see them, go ahead and pause the episode now and go watch them. Yes, because this is basically going to be our take on why, which one should probably win whatever a few of the awards so both of these movies are nominated for nine academy awards each so a lot of opportunity for both of these movies so if you haven't seen it go watch it and then agree or disagree with our takes um most likely you'll disagree but fuck it that's what we're here for exactly (laughs) uh first and foremost they sucked wow okay Uh, just right out the gate i i I would say one did but i mean I, I just don't like war movies. That's well, just me. All I'm going to say is, like, I don't know if y'all caught on to the subtext of All Quiet on the Western Front. It's very subtle, like, throughout the whole movie, but I think it, it really hints at it. Mm-hmm. And it's that uh, war is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was hinted. I mean, it definitely was hinted, but it wasn't subtle. Yeah, no, it was that definitely, thing. yeah, no, no. I, I think the subtlety was on, on up to 10, I think. I'm just sick of every fucking year them releasing some fucking goddamn war movie yeah, that's just yeah. goddamn like emotional heart-wrenching porn for people that are addicted to fucking being depressed, dude. Like, I'm sick of that shit. Like, well, I, I, I'm just... Obviously, like it just sells well in America because we romanticize our patriots. So we're like war. I love war. I'm not. I'm a patriot. War. Right. But this wasn't really an American tell, right? Oh, clearly it it is a different perspective than we're used to getting, especially talking about World War One or World War Two. But, you know, it it, it did also help set up World War Two. You know, everything that happened Mm -hmm. at the end of fucking the terms of the end of that war really or what instigated world war two and pushed Germany in the direction that it went to. So, I mean, there's that and they didn't play it up a lot, but like people, fans of history may have caught that. Um, but yeah, no, it's totally fucked. <laughs> right. Josh. So I know you said you're not a fan of war movies. Um, so like, yeah, what are you, what's your perspective early? Like just a broad stroke right now for all quiet on the Western front. I mean, I definitely did like the cinematography and the music of this movie. Mm-hmm. They did a good job on them. And I think that's one of their nominations was for original music or mm-hmm. original, original score. score for music. Yeah. So they did a good job. And on sound that, editing or just sound? What was that? I think it was sound. What was that music uh, they that? kept playing? Like, Bro, that's like some I, kind of like industrial techno or something, bro, right? <laughs> it felt like The Shining, dude. Like, didn't that sound play in The Shining or some movie that we've watched in the past? Like, it's not the it, same, but it's a similar type of sound that yeah, like, makes you feel unsettling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, I, I would say Shining is probably the, not that it's note for note, but to your point that it's it's a note that's unsettling and 
it was really loud at the beginning, right? Like when they're marching yeah. into war. And then it slowly like down, it went subtler and subtler through the middle movie, but yeah. then at the back end it starts coming back up again. Yeah, the so the music definitely sounded like when it was playing, it was definitely playing when the gears of mm-hmm. war were turning. So it did sound machine like it was just mm-hmm. all right. You know, or however it yeah, went. I love it. I love it. I want it as a ringtone. I definitely yeah, don't, dude. I'm just gonna think about poor German boys dying. It is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it definitely gave me that machine, mm-hmm. lifeless music that we're we're just a cog in the machine. That's what the music mm-hmm. felt like to me. To to, oh, to this good. movie. Yeah, that's kind of why I in my mind it just somebody I'm like it feels like an industrialist techno yeah. like beat like you know we're off to make <laughs> the donuts but the donuts are war and boys dying and old men oh, getting god. glory right like jesus christ oh god that piece of shit fucking general at the end dude. <laughs> jesus. Yeah, dude. so you know we've been doing log lines and i think this one has a good log line what would you th- i mean like the log line for this movie i think what- it would be like if you haven't read the book watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> josh Logline? I mean, what, what, what is the day that they called that day? The Armistice uh, Day. Armistice yeah, Day. Just Armistice Day. I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Well, propaganda that war is bad. I don't know. Well, I think I'm okay with that propaganda. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's why I had to rephrase. Probably not propaganda, but definitely some other fucking word. hippie that's propaganda, dude. Yeah, Next thing hippie. you know, we're going to be fucking trolls eating no meat. <laughs> you hippie fuck. Um, crunchy ass hip. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just going back to what Zach mentioned, the subtle, like if you didn't pick it up, the subtlety, but I mean, it would just basically be a boy, a German boy goes to war seeking adventure and finds that the adventure of war isn't what he thought. Right. The, the, I mean, it's, it's that, it's that simple. The character goes on an irony trip through war. And then doesn't make it out, right? Like, and he's so close to making it, right? And going back to what you were saying, that general who was just a self-centered fuck, bro. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Fifteen minutes left till the armistice. He's like, no, we're gonna take that back. And Jesus Christ. For me, I think it's it's exactly what you said, but I think the real message is the fact that nothing happened on the Western Front. Yeah, no, 100%. What was it like right. in 19, what, 14, the Western Front was established and mm-hmm. it moved a couple hundred meters both ways throughout yeah. the whole war and like millions of people died. <laughs> yeah. So they said for 100 meters during that entire time. So like the Germans were trying to get to France by like 42 days after they started their march through Belgium. And they were like day 25, day 26, like maybe 100 miles or so getting there, but they you know, the, the allies pushed back and they started doing trenches. And I saw this documentary and he said it the best. He's like, when they started digging the trenches, and I think you see that played out a lot with like when they're pulling the clothes off the dead bodies and reissuing them. He said, when the, the, the trenches happened, the industrial siege warfare like machine started. And we're just making money off of the continued industrialized part of that war. But yeah, they, nothing. So 100 meters, they say it was 3 million people died for 100 meters during the time of the Western Front. So it's like, Jesus, that's that's a million people for every 110 feet. That, that was what we deemed reasonable amount of carnage just to fight over 100 meters. 
Yeah, man. It's just I mean, insane. At the end of the day, whether it be in war or fucking global corporations, we're all just fucking numbers in a goddamn spreadsheet. We're not an individual. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Wasn't there a scene like that in the movie where the mm, the yes. one guy that was like writing, he was like one of the ambassadors, but he was also on the same train. The guy was like, he was a fat guy. He was just like there filling out the numbers like it was no big deal. But literally the, the scene before that, they were just fucking getting slaughtered. It was just like just the numbers to these fucking yeah. bureaucrats. And, and they were deflating the numbers. Remember, because like he's yeah. the, the main character, Paul, who's a. German schoolboy of the age of like maybe 17, he forges his parents' signature so he could go to war with his buddies and defend the fatherland. And he gets there on his first day. And like, I think what he loses two of his buddies and he, the, the officer in charge gives him a bag and like, go collect dog tags. And yeah. he collects them. And, and then the next thing you know, it shows 18 months later, they're counting the bag that he collected and they're adding numbers. And he says, no, 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 stop. That's enough. So they're deflating these numbers to show. And even then, the guy's still now, like... I, in that scene, I don't think he, he's told them to stop as a deflationary. He was just like, I, I'm done. like Because he was the guy that was just completely sick with how many people were dying. Right. But it's still and, But there may have been deflation, but right. I don't think that in that scene, that's what that Boy, was. And you're right. And you're right. Because even when he goes, takes it to the next guy, they, that guy's like, this is too many deaths. We got to talk about peace. So, yeah, it wasn't to your point. You're pro it's probably more of that, especially when you see Bro. that. He you was said riding. you weren't going to say it this season oh. for this year, dude. Oh, let's go ahead and ring the bell. The year's over. Shoot your How point. long? Can we get a count of days or episodes that we made it, Lord Zed? Probably, it was what, 31 like... days, dude. <laughs> well, I'm just saying episodes-wise, it was oh, probably three. Zero. Sorry, listeners. I didn't hold to my resolution. So, um, But look, I might have forgotten it uh, on the other day after we did our episode and me and josh decided to watch both of the movies i decided to drink a fifth of vodka during uh, why a day. fifth of vodka a fifth of vodka this is sunday man and this also a half of a half of fifth of tequila that i still had left over and so i blacked out i don't remember um he i remember the movies some, but i don't he did some things to a pickle in front of me man it was weird <laughs> josh josh the next morning he goes bro you were being super weird with the pickle i go when like when we're watching the movie he goes, no dude last night i go really he goes yeah dude you 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 just started doing weird stuff with the pickle and he, bro, did, he never told me what <laughs> you were he was filleting a pickle bro like very seductive i wouldn't even say a seductive oh really very seductive? eye contact the whole time dude i looked away <laughs> look away you're baby, like look away. i'm in danger like ralph <laughs> It's definitely uh, uncomfortable. Wow. Okay. So that's why, because that's like, why I, I wanted to drink today, but then, then, yeah, yeah apparently he, he drank it all. Like he asked, he goes, "Do you have any drink?" I thought he was just talking about Coke Zeros. I said, "Yeah, over by the chair." And he grabs the. Oh, I finished off the rest of the Maker Mark we had too. So he grabs. There's like maybe a sip in there, and he go, I go, "Oh, there's no alcohol left. I drank it all that day for whatever. Maybe it was the war movie. Maybe it it." it Reminded me of things um, when I was in a war. Now, mine was nowhere near as gruesome. I'll say that much. Right? Like, I fought in a war, um, but I was on a naval ship, right, in a shop working on electronics. Um, but but maybe well, that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. And also, you were, you were in a war that mostly was in a desert while you were on a boat. 
Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, in a boat, in in a room that was like held because of the equipment that was sixty seven degrees at all times. So invading a invading a whole country, even though it was just a group of radicals, you know. Look, dude, it wasn't his call. It was the fat cats. Dude. No, I never said it was his fault. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying he partaked in a war. For what the fat cat said, bro, you, you know, make it sound like it's drug, a whole country. He, he smoked the marijuana. He partook. <laughs> like, don't don't trivialize that. Yeah, don't trivialize my my pain and suffering. Um, I didn't inhale. <laughs> oh, I inhaled. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, no, and I think one of the things that I, I really enjoyed at the beginning of the movie, and and look for me, yes, you're right. I agree with you, Zach. Over the last, I would say, three or four years, you've had. Dunkirk, you've had uh, 1917, you've had these war movies. It's not um, even that. that. If you go back, like, what was it, 2009, 10, and probably a lot in between, but what was that, the Hurt Locker one? The Hurt Locker, um, you had, I don't know how many Saving Private There's like Atonement, I think, was nominated at one point. Like, every year there, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, every year, Going forward, we're going to have at least one fucking war movie that's nominated, dude. All right. Well, look, I think one. So let's 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 realize. So one of the movies, this movie, All Quiet on the Restaurant, is being nominated for Best Picture, but it's also being nominated as Best International Film. So really, it got voted in by the international block of the uh, the Academy. Um, and and I, and I understand why. To your point, yes, it's another war movie, but I think the fact that it's Germany that made it and the things that they were putting in there to highlight the atrocities. Um, yes, they were also kind of trying to say, hey, the reason we went to war again was because of how the terms were made. Um, but I, I think they also did a good jo- job of highlighting, highlighting how they romanticized with those kids at that school, like to like get mm-hmm. them to go to war, He's, the fatherland say, and all that. He's like, I'm sure I'll see many of you here in no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like fuck you guys. You all knew. Nobody said anything. Exactly. No, and I think that's why it's probably such a favorite of the uh, European side of the Academy because it, it does do a good job of highlighting all of that stuff that was done. Right. It's to, not like it's glorifying Germany right, for right. Germany's sake or like, like I, I mean. You could probably do something similar with like World War Two, like a lot of, and I'm sure they have. What was the? There was a movie that came out not too long ago about a guy who was just a farmer in the mountains, and the Nazis came and like took him away to war. Like, I didn't watch the movie, but I assume it's like hmm. basically telling the story of somebody who unfortunately is roped into a war that they didn't want to actually be in or didn't need to be in, right? Right. Instead of like. Uh, I feel like some of the movies you get are a lot of like hoorah, like yeah, fucking war. America's yeah. like, what was the movie? Mel Gibson, The Patriot, The Revolutionary <laughs> War, dude. Like that movie is the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. At first, I thought you were even talking about Braveheart. I'm like, wait, that's well, not I mean, America. <laughs> but still, that too, like freedom. Sorry. Where, where they mooned them and showed them their taints, their mm-hmm. rumble, mm-hmm. their backboards. How many words do you have for that, Josh? And where did you <laughs> they learn have that? a lot of names, bro. There is a name for. How do y'all not? First of all, how do you not know these names? Well, because I don't, don't spend my time going and yeah. looking at different <laughs> names for that. I was like, I don't know. What bro. is another name for well, a taint? Probably because I'm grun- too busy for relation of a fucking pickle over here. I mean, you got Grundis, Grundle. Wow, you do know a lot. Do you have one for every letter in the alphabet? 
Oh, shit's funny, uh, man. But uh, it's no, just so a just, funny. Yeah. What's so Zach? Like I know, other than you be hating a war, like what what did you like about the movie? I mean, if I, I really liked the characters, uh, it was sad, and mm. you know, while it was a good movie, like I had left the movie feeling very unsettled and upset that I had to watch this fucking movie to make and ruin my fucking mood, like. <laughs> it, it, like I was depressed afterwards. I, I felt the, as we'll talk about in the Banshees of Inishir, and I felt the, what was it? The, the despair. I had despair afterwards, mm. dude. And right. it, it, it's not a good headspace to be, dude. No. Yeah. I, I think I would agree. Cause as much as I enjoyed and I, I liked a lot of different things they did, even the storytelling, you know, they set up what was going to happen to, um, what, what was this? Cats is what they call them. Cats. Cat. This cat, you know, early on when they first get the goose, mm-hmm. he's like, is this, is this worth it? He goes, man, is when this worth hungry. dying for? Like when you're hungry, it is right. So, and that was at the, you know, at the outset when things were really dire with them in the war, they've already seen shit that they didn't expect to see. And then at the end, it's like, you're so close to the war being over and cat decides to take the risk again, just cause he is hungry. Right. So yeah. they established like when you're hungry, that it's worth the risk, but they kind of forgot the context of why the risk was. You know, they also worth played it. on like, you know, his dead son and being killed by a kid that's probably about the mm-hmm. age his son was going to be or was. Which been. did he kill that boy? I don't think so. It didn't show the kid yeah, right. in the area. So he probably like ran off. But I, I, I felt a little weird. I was like, did he? And then and that all just lines up to like, how it ended so as much as a lot of things that i liked how they showed the industrial military complex the the lying to their own their to their own their own children basically the youth of of the country they lied to them sent them off said they're doing this great thing and i think it's really juxtaposition well with the one friend with the glasses when it's like they're getting the shit bombed out of them and he's basically saying my mom told me watch what i eat that's what she warned me with to watch what i eat yeah yeah, and that's just sad. so fucking sad, dude. So as much of the like the other things that were highlighted that were really good, by the end, the way it ends with Cat getting murked by a kid, um, I mean, and then even Paul dying right before they yeah. cease fire. And I mean, like, it was just, Fuck, dude. Like, and I really? guess it was good from that aspect where it's like it's not a movie where somebody gets out and like right. they go and live their lives and shit. It, it's. It, it subverts expectations where it's like, no, nobody got out. It was just, it, nobody wins in fucking war. Well, I guess, and in reality, I guess what they did do set up really well, but they also kind of negated it by showing that how, one, what their temperament as a people were, um, and then also the terms that they had to agree to. But that new guy who starts collecting the dog tax at the end, it's like, oh, maybe he, at least they stopped the new kid from it happening to. But I guarantee you that guy was still a soldier when World War II rolled around. Or yeah, might have been. Yeah. That and one, right? like, I mean, a lot of them probably were like the older class and they remembered, you know, the shitty deal they got. And, you know, they wanted to see, you know, Germany in power and get the respect they deserved. And it was all kinds of fuckery, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think it does, like, it really highlights the fact that that war, what with how that general acts at the end, it was a war started by aristocrats, dude, when aristocrats were yeah. still very in control of states and countries and just basically petty 
aristocrats trying to invoke their own will or power or you know their pride was hurt or whatever it is right like and you see that with that old man at the end it's like it's almost like you know these mega cap corporations pulling in like 20 billion dollars in profit and having to lay off 10 billion or 10,000 people just because you know things are starting to slow down it's fucking gross dude yeah we live in fucking dark times you know, I guess, uh, I mean, it's a different general from World War II. And, and I, don't, I really don't know if maybe he was around general, like in World War One. That's bad on me for being in the research department. Although Zach seems to be very strong in the R&D lately. I mean, um, I have to. Like, I, I got pretty attacked in an episode that's coming out. And I just didn't have <laughs> enough research. And so ever since then, it's like, if I'm going to say something, I need to have backup. Well, you know what? I, I'm glad. I'm glad that... My folly, and when that episode airs, and I'll probably look like a horse's ass, but it's okay. Um, you know, there was a good come out. Never let a disaster go to waste, right? And so exactly, you, you know, when when you send kids to war, make oh, sure God you know it. you fucking don't have any well, more kids afterwards. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but going back to my point is like when Ike Eisenhower, when Eisenhower left office as president, he he. he he talked about the industrial military complex, the military industrial complex, right? So that word complex, industrial complex has been attached to, you know, pharmaceuticals and everything. But, you know, you see that in this movie. Like it wasn't necessarily World War II. It was World War I is when that whole complex, industrial complex was created. Um, and it just continues to propagate, like you said, like, oh, but things are slowing down. We're not making the profits that we were supposed to. So that, you know, the CEO who gets paid 852% higher than the normal worker, we're going to lay 10,000 of you off so we can get that extra 2%, right? So, but that's capitalism. And I'm not saying anything against capitalism. Oh, fuck I'm an you, American. Dude. Capitalism isn't the best system. <laughs> Socialism isn't the best system. Communism isn't the best system. What the problem is, is that everybody's accepted that these are the systems. What we need to do is continue to fucking iterate and come up with the best fucking system instead of accepting what fucking systems we have. Mm, and this is what this is when Zach would lead a country to war. Right here. <laughs> it's like we're dying for a better way. <laughs> Property is death. Um, I mean, I don't know, man, but I don't know that. that yeah, that 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 would most likely end in a war as well. <laughs> yeah, like y'all were saying that that would. It would it would lots even more. We're, we're dying for freedom, and then we would keep that power, and then. Yeah, we would fight for that, then we'd get into that power, and then we would keep that power because that's the only power that we know or form of government that we know, so anything else is still foreign to us. Just like the way it is now. Because everything else is... It, if it's not capitalism, it's... It, it's that's bad. why Skynet is going to fucking come around Skynet. and kill us all. It's not because like it wants to kill us. It's because we're killing ourselves. And, right and, and it and it's it's algorithm it's black box algorithm like this is the best equation like this is the yeah, only solution it, and we won't even realize it's fucking goddamn skynet because we'll just be getting messages through slack through by uh what is it chat gbt or oh, GPT, yeah, yeah. and fucking we'll think it's an actual person and we'll be like oh dude they're right Let, we should we should do these things and that's how we start a war with ourselves from some AI <laughs> chatbot fucking kill, convincing us to kill each other. Even more sinister than that, it's just they start chatting with you like it's one of your friends. They, you know, they, uh, what they call it, clone the number. 
And they're like, yeah, why don't you come meet me at such and such place? They're like, come over. I have pickles. Yeah. (laughs) How many? I'm on my way. But then on the way there, your brakes give out or something electrical and you die. And they slowly, they they sinisterly start killing people off. And we're just like, well, I don't know what's going on. Like all my friends are being gone. All my, all, you know, but it well, was I mean, obvious. for you, you're a boomer. So like, they're going to start dying anyway. So like, how would you know? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I fought in the great war, motherfucker. JK, oh JK. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was going to say like looking at it and obviously we'll, we'll discuss like, so these five movies um, and we'll announce the other two at the end of the episode, but like, we felt like these were the best um, shot at winning best picture. Um, now this one has nine, Oscars that was nominated, but uh, I, I think I I would I would think it would could win sound or score. I, I definitely liked that music that score in it. So what do you guys yeah. think? I think I think it could win that and probably best international. I don't know what else is in the international category, but I don't think it's going to win best picture. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, I think best international. I don't know. There's just, the the Golden Globe went to a movie called Argentina in eight nineteen eighty five. So I kind of want to see that and see. I think it got nominated for uh, an Oscar. But, I mean, yeah, right now, I just say on the strength of how many nominations it has. And it, it is a good movie. Well, you know, I think it just falls into to your uh, to to the statement that has been stated prior to. Um, <laughs> that it just is. Yeah, it can leave you in despair. Like, it, it's a really good cinematographer. Like, like Zach, Josh said earlier, the way it's shot, the, the sound. Um, good story because it is also nominated for best um, adaptive screenplay. So and a best achievement in cinematography. So, but I would say probably sound or score probably for sure an international that's, I think the, it definitely can, can probably win those two. Nice. Any thoughts? Josh? Josh, what do you think? Um, I mean, it, I would definitely say the cinematography and the, the original score. I don't know about, I mean, sounds that i mean there's a lot that goes into sound but i mean there's other i didn't look at all the other people that were nominated for sound but i don't know if it would be i don't know if it's like i don't know for sounds i think that's eh. but you know, definitely for original score and and uh cinematography that, that they're definitely up there for for choice yeah and so the other ones are best achievement in visual effects they got nominated for that oh yeah and of course the what is the other one that, that y'all said? The uh, international right. feature film as well. I, I guess I could see it winning best adapted screenplay. I think the other ones are like Top Gun, which I don't really understand that. I guess because it's adapted from the first movie. Bro, it made a billion dollars, dude. How could it did. not get nominated? <laughs> but but war military, of course, it made a lot of money, dude. Yeah, true, that's true. Dude. And it's got Maverick, bro. I mean, he's like, I'll cover your tail any day. so uh was self uh, best achievement cinematography so it it could be a a a player for that and it's like best production design and makeup and hairstyling dude they just Mm -hmm. had mud on them are you kidding me and then best sound so yeah i think one of the sound categories may be a contender for screenplay and definitely international film of the year um for all quiet on i guess the way they did their teeth was pretty good makeup wise like yeah, they really dude. paid attention to that detail. That is true because some of them look pretty rancid. And, and I like, think they were just trying to like hold true to what they were the actually having was. to endure. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Because yeah. like they're part of that's like malnutrition. Like 
Yeah, I will say that that when when old Paul goes to war, he's he's spry and youthful. And when they cut to eighteen months later, you're like, holy shit, that motherfucker's been through hell. Like he just looks older, malnutritioned. Yeah, he looks like he's been through the ringer. So maybe makeup. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess it would help for us to look and see at what it all. But again, we were doing this for best pictures, so yeah, yeah. So, how did you watch it? Did you watch All Quiet first, or was it your, the out of the two? Movies I watched that? Banshees first. Yeah, see, that's one thing I think we did well is we watched All Quiet first, and then we watched Banshees, which there was still some despair in that a bit, but I just felt like it was uh, more humorous, so it, it kind of washed oh, yeah. away a little bit of the despair for me, um, mm. even though it was still very... Um, a lot of tension, a lot of conflict, and and, and over a simple premise, right? So, <laughs> it basically like if Zach said, "I don't want to be your brother anymore because you're wasting my time." Hmm. So, bro, this, the movie, like, I mean, and I guess it's better to watch it in the sequential order because you know it's taking place after World War One. Yep, nineteen twenty-three, right? Yeah, and Ireland's going through the Civil War at that time. And how long and, did that civil war go on? Like, did w- wasn't it still going on recently? Is that the same one? I mean, it's it's. I feel like it has been a protracted conflict through a century. Yes, uh, I mean, because you had. If I don't know if y'all ever saw Belfast, which was nominated for an Oscar last year, that deals with it during the times of like the fifth, like the Protestant Catholic, and they were warring against each other. I want to say it was like the fifties. Um, so like whether it's been an actual civil war, there's definitely always been some kind of conflict going on for a long, long time. So, um, and I, you know, I can't speak to what, I mean, it's really just comes down to being a Protestant and Catholic, okay, how that so happened. It, only, it went I, on from 22 to 23. So one year. And I think they kind of played that up like that. It was winding down, right. When they yeah. were in, in, in the Banshees of Inishirin. Um, and it's kind of funny cause they, they play it up like when Colin Farrell is walking and he's like exploding over there. And he goes, man, good luck to the lot of you. I mean, I don't know why you're fighting. Like, you like, like you have this other part of the island where it's like, they, I don't know what you boys are fighting about, but the best of luck to you. All right. So, so who wants to give like the synopsis really quick of the Banshees been sharing? It's about these uh, drunk dull uh <laughs> i think that's what they called they were all dull very dull people boring that live dull in this men. village very dull men that live in this village that have nothing else better to do so a lot of despair is set in and he does one character calm doesn't want to speak to his former best friend anymore and Dark humor ensues, uh, but it is more—it's—it's golly, it's so much more for calm and and his and his feeling of depression and despair, and that he feels like nothing's going or he—he's doing anything with his life, even though they're all on the same island, feeling the same way. It's—it's felt through different people, yeah, you know, throughout the whole movie. And the irony of it all is he's trying to write music to leave a mark mm-hmm. for when he's gone. And he takes the drastic turn that if if old Pat, Pot, Potterick, right keeps talking to Colin Farrell's character, he will chop his fingers off. And he eventually chops all of his fucking fingers off. 
after he wrote the music, but now he's yeah. never ever going to be able to play it again. So like the extreme that you go to try to end a relationship, I don't think any like had he not ever heard of ghosting somebody like Jesus fucking Christ. But I guess you're on an island in yeah. a small ass town. It's kind of hard to do. I guess that could be like paired with uh, Vincent Van Gogh and his mental yeah, illness. Yeah, maybe because like he was talking about other artists and mm-hmm. what they did, so he's probably familiar with like the extremes artists will go to as well. Except for he was quoting the wrong fucking century, which you know. Oh, big, big deal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, what was what was his sister's name? Podrick. Pa- 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 it was it's Padrick, but the way they say it was the Sh- Oh yeah, Shaban. Shaban. Yeah. I loved her so much. I'm just going to throw that out there. Now, who and don't you love so much, bro? You love pickles so much, dude. You love the alcohol devil so much. How dude. dare you, sir? How dare you? I so think she's on a list for best supporting yeah, she's best supporting actress. actress. Yeah, she was she's pretty good. nominated. The donkey. Yeah, really, why don't donkeys get nominated? Yes. Why isn't there a category for animals, bro? Jenny was the best performance, bro. She was always there. Dude, they actually killed some... her for the movie. Shut up, dude. No, they didn't. <laughs> so, uh, they made so that... Colin Farrell choke her to death. Oh, dude. He, you know, she, cho- she choked on his, his chubby pickle. little fat finger. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> I hate you. I bro, hate that'd you, be hilarious dude. if that's how Junior had died. Josh called me. He was flatiating a pickle and it got <laughs> stuck in his throat. <laughs> and he died. <laughs> And I would tell everybody, I would be like, hey, the listeners, to the three listeners we have, um, <laughs> how, have how dare you, today. sir? My, it's, uh, like, it's like 10, bro. We're double figures. Get the, you know, <laughs> sorry for the disrespect to the other seven. Oh, no, it was a good movie. Like, I mean, it, I, I like how, you know, it touches on productivity really being like a modern like I feel like that was the start of like the modern conundrum or the curse of modernity is like you have to be productive if you're not productive like what's the point of your fucking life you know dude talk about I mean I just felt like you just tapped into our childhood like I feel like that was the curse of us growing up like we always had to be doing so at least when I was younger you guys you fucks were lazy as hell um wow (laughs) But no, like when I was growing, we had to clean the house. We had to, we gotta do this. We gotta do that, and, and then get dressed. And where are we going? Nowhere. You just do. We gotta do that. Like what? And then, you know, it, it just felt like you always gotta do more. You I was just trying to make sure that you didn't have idle hands because idle hands mm. put pickles in your mouth, dude. Like she knew right. what was up, dude. And that's why they created soccer so boys could quit uh, masturbating. Um, that's the legend, I believe. So um, <laughs> that's sad, dude. But no, I I agree. I think it's. What I loved about this movie is it's such a simple storyline, right? It's it's simple. Um, it's really about two friends no longer being friends, whatever the reasons may be. Um, and the reason is just stupid, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. it's one hundred percent. Well, I mean, super I, I, stupid. I, I feel like Com 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 Sony lawyer had a good reason. Like he, I don't want to listen to your to your your babbling anymore. You know, I, I want to do something more and. Yes, maybe a stupid <laughs> reason, like Shabon said, like you were all boring, dull fucking men. Like, like, um, but I just think it's it's an interesting concept. Like, what else you're gonna do on that island? It's 1923. You know, it, there's not a lot going on. Well, you're not gonna watch fucking anime, dude. So you're not gonna watch like, the new he, season. If of anything, Podrick was bro? the most sane. You know, Podrick was the most sane because he was actually living life. 
He loved his donkey. He loved his sister. Mm-hmm. He loved everything about. He the loved thing, his friend Calm. Look, he loved at his the calm. end of the day, yeah, loved, it was just that his friend calm. It was just that his friend was bored, dude. Like I feel like at at its root, that's what it was. He was right. bored of his life, and so he wanted to shake things up, and he got what he wanted. But he fucking killed the donkey and ended up with the burned down house and not no having hand. a friend, not having. Oh no, right yeah, hand. no no hand. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah. No, I, I loved, uh, I loved the, the accents, the the talking. You know, the the pace of the dialogue. Are 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 are, are you rowing? I don't think we're rowing. Yeah, you know, just, it's just it was so it was such a delight. It's, I mean, I think. So, do you know who wrote and directed this movie? Uh, if I recall, it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> what the fuck? Wouldn't that blow your mind? No, that would blow my mind. I'd be like, he's still alive. Exactly. Um, Martin McDonough. So he did in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, um, Three Billboards in uh, was it something? I forgot what it was. It was like oh man, I've never watched any of those. Really? You've never seen seen Seven Seven Psychopaths? Yeah, that one's a that one's funny, dude. Hmm. It's a trip of I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's it, especially yeah. whenever I think they're just writing a story is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell's in that movie as well, and he's the main character, and yeah, he's writing a script, and so it's just kind of it's, it's kind of it's meta, sanity. but it's also kind of related to I I feel like it's kind of related to the actor. So like the director Martin McDonough, he he won a short uh, live action Oscar back in two thousand four for short film called six shooter and it has uh what's his name brendan gleason whoever whoever plays calm in in in, in uh in the mad eye moody been... from harry potter is how i know oh uh, that's true i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> well you know i'm a boomer and you're a zoomer so uh, i mean no no i'm not a zoomer i'm a millennial i i really liked how what was his name podrick patrick yeah, Podrick. Podrick. He, you know, he was just all around a good person. Even whenever he fucking, his donkey died. And also I have, I'll diverge on that. But even after his donkey died, he went to go burn down the house. He was like, I won't hurt you. You never did anything mean mm-hmm. to me, to the dog. And I was like, yeah. dude. Yeah, he was like, like he What's that? I was going to say, is he the origin of the inky binky bonky? Daddy had a donkey. Donkey died. Daddy cried. Inky binky bonky. <laughs> probably, bro. He, you know, that was donkey probably the died, whole point of this movie. He burned that, down his goddamn he, house. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole point Martin McDonald wrote the script. It was for that. He's like, where did this song originate? Boom. I got a movie. <laughs> like, could you imagine if that's literally what happened? That would like, be insane. You, that would be so awesome. Because then I would be like, well, now I have a template. Now I'm just going to go think about random shit. When did this saying come into existence? And I'll just make a movie. Right. Three blind go. mice, dude. There's one for you. That's free. <laughs> yeah. Three blind mice and hickory dickory duck. The the mouse ran up the fucking clock. Right? Uh, I mean, any mini mighty mo, catch a tiger by his tail. Dude, yep. that's like fucking uh I don't know. We could come up with something like maybe it's a uh an Indian mythology of a boy who like and his brothers any mini mighty and mo, oh. you know? Mm. I, I don't think those are Indian names, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you just got canceled because you're a racist. I don't know why. Um, that just felt what. Weird. There's tigers in India, dude. Like, have you oh, not true. read the Very Jungle Book, so. bro? 
Yeah, the the tiger is in one of India's national like animals. That's I where think. I was going from it. Grab a tiger by his uh, tail. Dude. I was trying to follow like the. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. You're gonna man. get canceled for old. whatever you were thinking, dude. Because what? Where were you going with that? What <laughs> made know. that cancelable? Well, because you you said uh, I don't even know if those are Indian names. So I thought I you don't. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like, are those? Probably not. But see, you're canceled for thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> And we so got Chow, off topic again. <laughs> yeah. So, Chow, what, what about what are your thoughts? Like, what did you like um, about the movie? Um, um, I one thing I really liked about the movie was that not only that it was about these two people, but literally everyone on this island uh, was having some sort of crisis, an mm-hmm. internal crisis. You have Dominic trying to like his internal crisis to get you know laid or to find a girlfriend or to get a wife you know um, and you also had... being diddled and beaten by his dad yes he also yeah. had that on his yes and he all yeah and then his sister who never got married never traveled and that was on her mind like when someone made that i, I think that the, the cop or the policeman made the comment and then later that night she went and cried and then obviously we have calm, you know, that wanted to do something more with his life. So it's just the the the, the human innate trait that is in all of us to do something. I mean, I say in, innate all of us, but you know, somehow it it's in it's in us somehow, you know, that we have to be doing something or doing something great uh, that, or whatever right. something that'll be remembered after we're yes. gone. Right, living our life, you know. Being, some for some people, you know, being nice is good enough. Yeah, like, at like the, for Podrick, he. I mean, he 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 should win the Oscar for niceness, bro. Why isn't um, that an Oscar niceness. fucking category, dude? Niceness, because what calm Sonny Larry said. You know, people don't remember nice; they only remember who wrote something in the 17th century. Yeah, but they may not remember what was nice. But like, I feel like what Colin or Farrell's character Podrick was trying to say is that like. W- even if you don't remember what's nice, nice has an effect on people years from now and down the line. Like it affects history, dude. Good people affect history in ways that no one will ever know. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, what do they call it? The, the butterfly effect, the negative result. Like you, you, you can't see the results of things when they're actually working sometimes. Right. Cause there's that negative void there of like, it not missing or whatever it, it's there and you don't realize it because it hasn't left. It's not mm-hmm. like that feeling of niceness, the impact it does for people. Um, you don't realize it because it affected people to be nice as well and be nice to you and take care of you. And so you don't ever see the, the absence of that kindness that was triggered by somebody down the road. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's why I like this movie. Of of the movies we're watching, this would be my favorite Dark Horse because it's it's also very, it's a stripped down and you know, um, time time capsule idea of everything everywhere all like the, just the niceness. Be be kind, be kind. Like the, you don't know what somebody's going through, right? Uh, and even Maybe. in his even in his violence, he was very kind. Like I'm gonna be. Setting your house on fire at two o'clock. You can be in it or not. Like, but I'm just letting you know. Like, hopefully your dog's not there. I don't want your dog right after church. (laughs) Right after church. Right. Before I go to the 
to the public house, which watching this movie, I told Josh, my whole life I've been drinking many pints and going to many pubs, and I never understood that that's what it was short for, a public really? house. Nope, never Damn, once. That's crazy. Yeah, it took me 44 years in this movie to understand that that's what the fuck a pub was. <laughs> uh, you learn something new every day. I but, would say uh, this this movie isn't going to win anything. It, it was. It, I, it didn't I, feel special to me at all. I think it will win. I think Colin Farrell will win the best actor. He he won the Golden Globe for it. Um, I think he won the Critics' Choice. Maybe I got to double check that. But I think his performance is probably the best performance out of all the other. Um, if, it, if 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 anything is between him and Brendan uh, Fraser, but I haven't seen the well yet, bro. So I, I don't Brendan know. Fraser is so hot right now that it's gonna be <laughs> that Hansel's so hot. Well, uh, um. Oh, that's what it was. The Golden Globe went to um, the guy who's playing uh, Austin Butler for Elvis. I think he won the Golden Globe, but then Colin Farrell won one of them, and then Brendan Fraser. So, like, it's those are the three front runners. But I think Colin Farrell plays this role really, really well. Um, so I would think I could see him winning that. I think he wins Best Original Screenplay. I think it's yeah, nominated for so? that. I would say. Um... Dude, I feel like everything, everywhere, all yeah. at once is a better yeah. screen, original exactly. screenplay, bro. I agree uh, on yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's going to be one of those two. Then let me let me look. I, I, again, I said this is my look, favorite. You're just, dark you're just trying to fellatiate everything. No, no, that's I, no I'm saying, bro. Like what I told movies. you, they're not bad movies because they obviously got you know nominated. nominated. Right. Yeah. But again, I I would say it's my dark horse favorite. Like if if mm. if everything everywhere doesn't win. All these categories, I if 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 a nomination for this movie is in there, I would want it. So would you would you call it your Jenny? It's my Jenny, it's my Jenny. Um, and so here's my one question about the thing: they reference that old lady being a banshee. Like, so I know it's that the banshees of Inishirin. So is that what the whole thing was like? Was this whole tale just a? A gossip session that they set up with them, and the when they went to the, to the to the sit the the store or the grocery the grocery store, and they're like, "You never have any news for me, right?" Like, mm. is that what this whole tell was? Like those banshees, because she's like there at the end. So, thoughts on that? I because I just kind of was like, well, when did they say she was the banshee? I thought he said something to them in that in that in that grocery store. What I remember gosh. was whenever uh, Colm was talking about the song, The Banshees of Inishir, and even though there are no banshees on the island. It just oh, yeah, that's right. He it. names the song that. I forgot that. He but he, I CH feel like he said something imaginative about the banshees, but I don't remember what it was. That's why I was mm. trying to remember if it was the old I think maybe at that band. point the alcohol was sinking in now if I think about it. And mm-hmm. I, I'd seen this movie before, so I'll, I'll definitely go double check it. That's a good point. Because I felt like they did allude to a banshee or something before he even named it. What is a banshee, though? Isn't it like yeah, it's just like, like a siren, right? A screaming right? ghost? Yeah, screaming yeah. ghost or something. A siren, I guess, would be a little bit more soothing and subtle. It's yeah. hypnotic. It's the female <clears throat> spirit in Irish folklore that heralds the death of a family member, usually ah. by screaming, wailing, shrinking, or oh, okay. singing. Yeah. And she does tell Col- he does she yeah. does tell the Podrick like there's gonna be a death and yeah. maybe two, so so maybe um, yeah it still fits okay 
And the Dominic and, uh, dying. God, yeah, I was about to say you, Dominic. What did y'all think? Do you think he that threw was himself one, that was off, one or did he? Dominic. Did, did you think he fell off on accident, or do you think he threw himself because of so much, I wouldn't say oh, guilt, that's but... True. Uh, the but, despair you know, of his life. The despair of his life, or yeah, the depression right. of her saying no. Yeah. Shabon left, the nicest person ever. He just found out was actually mean. <laughs> he had to fight, deal with his dad, like... Well, he took a shot too, right before she left. Yeah, like yeah, and he goes, "Well, there goes that dream." Yeah, and whenever he Podrick told him the story about about Calm's friend that was also a musician from a university or something, and told him that his father got hit by a van or or what was it? Not a a bread van, van. a bread van. He's like, "That's how my mother went." It was like you are a bad person. Yeah, you're more a like, mean person. Yeah, you yeah. are a mean person. And I think that that's one of the things, the subtle things of the movie that gets kind of. And he got so him and Brendan Gleeson are nominated for best supporting actor as well, along with Shaban, who I think Carrie Condon is her the actress name. But Dominic really his his role like how you know they're 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 trying to say he's the dullest, dimmest person on the island, but he keeps showing up. Oh, Podrick, like at dinner and just there, he's like, to, to what? Shay, it's French. I'm like, this yeah. <laughs> oh man, poor Dominic, man. He, he, uh, yeah. You know, I, I could, I could see it being the despair. Like, you know, Siobhan said, no, his dad, he got a really bad beating from his dad who obviously was just a dick. And I think they highlight that right before you see Dominic got beat up. The priest, uh, the, 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 his dad, the police, the copper is like taking the priest from the boat, like trying to put an air of like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a righteous man, but in reality, oh, yeah. he's, he's wanking it and drinking protein and beating his son. Right. Um, well, what he did say also, uh, Padraig, when he was drunk, that he touches his son or something sexually. Oh, was that him? I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I mean, I know he, yeah. Cause he goes, he said something along the lines of you beat and touch or diddle your son and the what's his name the son dominic dominic's like no i didn't tell him that part daddy and then later on when they're sitting on the cliff he's like sorry i let that out about that and he's like yeah so i think I think that but we'll have to go check that yeah we might have to double check that uh and, and maybe rehash it quickly on next week's episode um but uh no i mean i I think dominic did a great part like the movie's really i like it it's it's a simple well-shot movie and i liked it i laughed i liked the characters probably calms my least favorite of the characters but all the other ones i love let me just ask you this question Mm -hmm. when they ever give out a trophy for simple bro (laughs) <laughs> good callback mickey rourke good callback when the fuck is anyone ever got trouble for simple uh, what, what was it that it wasn't for for normal for normal yeah 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 when the because like he, she wanted to be normal with the wing like when the or the doctor said something when the fuck has anyone ever got a trophy for normal i'm like eh. they get trophies for showing up now i mean maybe they do get it for being normal but what is normal i don't know but uh but yeah, any final thoughts on the the Banshees of Inisherin? So out of these two movies, who would get the best picture? I guess that would be our one of our final questions here. Between these two, I would say All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, really, Josh? For best, for best picture? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, it would probably have to be that just because of just because of how we are as okay. Americans, it would win that. I mean, how it for me, I guess manipulates you. Yes, but I guess for me, I guess it would be. I don't know, man. That's a little rough. Yeah. Look, I agree for the like. I think that it's got a great sound, cinematography, a lot. Dude, the movie's got a lot going for it. Um, but for me, I always feel like the movie that leaves you with the most wonder or hope, like that should be the the movie of the year. And and I just don't feel like All Quiet on the Western Front leaves you. Well, I mean, with a like, lot of hope. Like I, my actual pick for the best picture is Everything Everywhere. Right. Where and because that's, that's where I actually yeah. feel those things that you just mentioned. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. The so, non-despair. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. And we'll obviously, at the end of next week's episode, we'll kind of probably hash a few of those things out. But, like, yeah, of those, t- of these two movies, which one leaves me with more wonder or hope or a sense of, like, you know, emotional sense, a, a positive emotional sense? Even though it ended with the friendship strain and everything, I just feel like the character of Podrick was such a shining example of like kindness and you know being nice that 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 was a good feeling even though he had to endure a lot of fucking bullshit um because his friend wanted to write a goddamn song that he named he after the fucking time yeah. yeah and that he named after the shitty city that he's getting all his despair from like you're being a psychopath at that point but um no so so we got two for all quiet and uh so i guess all quiet makes it into the next round, I guess, if we're technically doing per episode. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Okay. Any other final thoughts before we wrap this uh, special episode? No. Okay. Josh? No, I don't think so. I think that might be it. Okay. So, listeners, if you want to be prepared for next week's uh, episode, we'll be watching The Fablemans, um, Steven, directed by Steven Spielberg, a semi biographical film, and then the biopic Elvis. Um, directed by Baz Larman. So uh, that's what the two films will be talking next week. So uh, watch them, tune in, and listen. And uh, hopefully everyone's ready to uh, enjoy the Oscars this year. Bye. Kiddo. See you.